Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What do we got? Who can keep up? How consistent can you be? It's time for the Pat Narduzzi Show. The Pat Narduzzi Show on the Pit Radio Network is presented by Dollar Energy Fund. Helping our less fortunate neighbors maintain basic utility service for 36 years. Visit dollarenergy.org. And it's brought to you by Chafin Luhana, Huntington Bank. Amazing things can happen when we look out for each other. Huntington, welcome. UPMC, life-changing medicine. High-tech auto. PNC Bank, make today the day. Feeney Insurance Company. And by the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Download the PG News Slide app for all the latest news on Pitt Athletic. The Pat Narduzzi Show is on the Pit Radio Network. Welcome to the Pat Narduzzi Show, live from Pit Studios here at the Pete, inside the Peterson Events Center on the campus to the University of Pittsburgh, presented by Dollar Energy Fund. I'm Larry Richard, head coach Pat Narduzzi. Coach, seems like forever we were sitting here together. You had another week off, a rare dual buy in a season. Uh, let's back up for a second, congratulate you on a road win in the ACC at Georgia Tech and becoming bowl eligible for 2019. Thanks, Larry. You know, finished game nine, really, you know, three quarters of our season's over. We got one quarter to go, and, and uh, I guess, you know, appreciate the congratulatory on uh, the bowl eligible, uh, but that really wasn't our goal coming in the season is just to get bowl eligible. So we've got some work to do, and, and uh, I'm looking forward to watching our guys play. Well, that's a step, and getting a win in the ACC on the road has been a challenge. I mean, these, you talk about parity in a league, and in the conference overall, more so in the coastal uh, teams back and forth, and you're still very much in the thick of it. Your goal was to, you know, defend your coastal title, and you still have an opportunity to do that, but it starts with beating a team that's been difficult to beat in the last six years. Yeah, North Carolina is one of the most talented teams we play year in, year out. Um, you know, whether the record shows it or not, they've lost five games by 19 points. Uh, they had an opportunity to win uh, and beat Clemson this year, went for two at the end, didn't get it. Otherwise, they could have at least gone into overtime. So it's a, it's a darn good football team. We're going to have to play our E game on Thursday night. Yeah, we'll get into some detail on uh, University of North Carolina. But one other note, Mac Brown, their coach, he's not a new coach. He was there before. He's been coaching for 31 years Yet the two of you never really crossed paths. He's never coached as a head coach against Pitt before. Right. That's, uh, you know, it's interesting stuff for, for as long as he's coached. Um, that's amazing. But, you know, I'm looking forward. It's kind of like the Johnny Majors return back to Pitt. Right. He's returned back to, to North Carolina. And, again, he's an incredible coach, uh, great motivator, uh, really good recruiter. And uh, he'll, he'll do well at North Carolina. Let's just hope he doesn't do well on Thursday night. So you have very few times during the course of this season where it's been a typical week because of the, you know, the bye and how do you manage or what did your team do last week in the off week after a road victory? Yeah, Larry, you know, the, the two buys actually at the beginning of the year, you're like, oh, two buys, long season. But, you know, it's actually been good for our kids. We were able to freshen up, a, a, you know, a week ago. Um, you know, we had two practices, um, worked on a lot of fundamental stuff for two days, got into the Carolina, you know, game plan this week. Uh, we're able to get on the road, but really just, you know, I talked to our kids really, you know, after our game at Georgia Tech that, hey, we're going to get fresh next week as coaches and players. I think it's important to get fresh. 
um, as we start this fourth quarter of the season. I know for you as coaches and for the players, you've moved way beyond the Georgia Tech game. But for the fans, for a moment, that's our last window of uh, the Panthers winning on the road at night down there in Atlanta and uh, getting those wins. You know, at the, in the end of the day, if you get the W, that's, that's the goal. doesn't always go exactly as scripted. Well, what were the takeaways? What were the things on the upside that you liked that you saw in your team? You know, the first thing is Georgia Tech's a good football team. And I think, you know, uh, in this conference, I don't care, Atlantic or Coastal, uh, every game you can lose, uh, home or away. Um, you look at how Georgia Tech played this weekend against Virginia. You watch that game closely just to see what would happen. And, and again, Georgia Tech was in that game till the end as well. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, but, you know, the takeaways were, you know, we had, you know, some running game uh, for our offense. You know, we still turned the ball over, which, you know, will drive you nuts and, and uh, make me go gray like you, <laughs> you and me both, I guess. Um, but, uh, you know, those will drive you nuts. But, you know, the takeaway is our defense is playing lights out right now. Uh, they've, they're playing at a high level, um, really playing as good as you can play. And we've got to keep that going for three weeks because, you know, it doesn't matter what you did last week. I think it's important that our kids realize that. You did have one really breakout play on the ground, and that was Vincent Davis from the Wildcat goes 61 yards, which really ignited the team. Yeah, it sure did. You know, I call him Little Vince. He's okay? fast. He's Little Vince. Little Vince is fast. He can move. He can motor. He can wiggle through the line of scrimmage. Uh, you know, he's got a bright future here. Um, you know, he's still got some growing up to do, as, as you can imagine, as a young guy. But uh, he's got the ability to take it to the house when he does have the ball in his hands. So now you're working on, even though it's, a, it's, it's not really a short week because you've had off. So what's the game plan as you get ready for a Thursday night national TV broadcast? You know, we, we try to keep the schedule the same. So, you know, we practice Sunday, which is a t- Tuesday practice. We practice today, which was a Wednesday practice. Tomorrow's our perfect Thursday practice on a Tuesday. Uh, my days are all messed up, but I know we play Saturday, okay, which is a Thursday <laughs> right. at uh, 8.02 p.m. And, and uh, you know, so we've kind of kept the same schedule. Our guys don't know the days. I just know today I had a team meeting, and usually the next day, we, you know, after, after practice on a Tuesday, I talk about, you know, anybody missed classes. You know, we'll have probably, you know, you know, six to eight classes that were checked. And I told the guys, hey, give yourself a hand. Nobody missed class today because it was Sunday. So, they were, you know, nobody missed class on Sunday. So they were all fired up. They clapped and then they started to think about it. Like, <laughs> Wait a minute. Class. And then after Thursday's game, you'll have your preparation, but you'll have extra time before your final road game of the season. Again, the regular season at home against BC and then wherever you end up in a bowl game based on how many wins you're able to stack. Or championship game. Larry. There you go. Yeah. I don't know what you were thinking about. No, I, yeah. I yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you never know what happens, but we got to take care of our business, and, and uh, you know, I think that light's still open. When we come back, we want to talk about the team awards uh, that you award to the players from the last game, and then uh, we'll move on. And we've got a guest. Uh, Damar Hamlin's going to join us. He's playing Thursday night, which feels like Saturday. He's playing. You know, he could have played last week. Uh, it was nice to get the win, get Jay Stocker an opportunity to go out there and show what he's got, and he did a fine job. Yeah, he did a, he did a nice job filling in. He really did. But uh, DeMar's a special player. I don't think people realize if they look back at his high school career just how highly he was rated, especially in the state of Pennsylvania. Yeah, he's a special football player. He's had a great year, uh, much better than a year ago. You know, the biggest thing we had to improve was his tackling. He'd done that. Um, he'll be invited to small star games and have a you know, great opportunity at the next level. We'll also hear from Pat Bostick a little later on. Stick around. Back with more on the Pat Narduzzi Show on the Pitt Panthers Radio Network. Pat Narduzzi Show on the Pitt Panthers Radio Network. Big rush. 
He throws it down the field, and it will be intercepted at the 37-yard line. That's pulled in by Paris Ford. What a hit by Patrick Jones, the second on the quarterback. Voice of the Panthers, Bill Hillgrove, talking about Paris Ford's pick on the last Panther game on the road, Georgia Tech. Larry Richard with head coach Pat Narduzzi. Always good to get a turnover, coach. No doubt about it. And Paris is one of those guys that can uh, certainly get him. I think that's his third pick for the year, and uh, we hope to get a few more here in the next few weeks. Yeah, he's uh, been able to change some games. He's very vocal out there, very active, very energized. Even if he's not directly in the play, you feel like he's involved. No question about it. Our captains last week picked him as the I saw that for the week, which is he was very happy about that. I mean, that's not been you know they were like, Coach, we we want Paris. I said, What? We've never done that. They're like, Coach, that's who we want. I was like, Hey, you guys are leaders. You got a feel for what's going on in that locker room. Uh, so I said, Let's go. You know, what will you want? And it worked out. Now we have this strange coincidence of schedules here with you know Pitt hosting North Carolina and Heinz Field. The Steelers are going to be on the road in Cleveland uh, the same night. Uh, that aside, that won't affect your game and how you play. It's just an unfortunate coincidence. Yeah, the only thing that could have been worse, I guess, is we could have been playing at the same time in Heinz Field. You know, like we play a quarter, then the Steelers play a quarter. It could have been a long game, but that would be interesting. Maybe maybe they'll try to do that. The NFL and ACC can get together and play, you know, maybe a double hitter. Heinz. But for the record, the ACC schedule came out first, and you, you've played Carolina on Thursday. This is the third consecutive Thursday night game with Carolina so uh, it, it kind of lined up for the ACC not sure when the NFL schedule come out it's just it doesn't come out till April so there's a yeah, few months but you know there just wasn't a whole lot of conversation or care there so what are you gonna do you can't do anything let's about play ball so 802 just show take it off let's go show up let's talk about the players that uh, stood out and you awarded your weekly awards for the Georgia Tech win Sure, Larry. You know, on special teams, Maurice French was the player of the game, had uh, really five, uh, five returns uh, for 57 yards. He had really three explosives, one with our punt return team out there and really one with our defense out there. We were in punt safe because they had faked so many right. punts, so he didn't have a whole lot of blocking. He did a lot on his own, so he got that. Um, Pat Jones on defense with three, you know, tackles, big quarterback hurries. Obviously, he had that hit and hurry uh, on the uh, interception by uh, Paris Ford and also Kylan Johnson. Uh, with his five tackles, a sack, and a TFO, and that big force fumble down on the goal line, which was you know, a major turning point in the game. And then off- offensively, A.J. Davis with his 16 carries and 75 yards was, uh, was really good on offense. Uh, you know, we could have finished a couple runs off better if he had a little bit better blocking at the end. We made it hard on ourselves and, and took the little yards there. And then uh, an offensive lineman that played really, really well was Gabe Hoy, uh, graded out uh, at, uh, I guess, you know, I think it was 92% with uh, no sacks and no hurries on the quarterback and blocked his man. When you say graded out, explain for the fans, just in general, how that works. Sure. You know, we have an exi- assignment grade and an execution grade. So, uh, you know, you're going to get a plus or a minus, okay, for, you know, for your assignment. Did you know what to do when you walked out on the field? Did you block the right guy? Did you blitz the right gap? Or did you, you know, you were supposed to blitz, you didn't blitz. So you get a plus or minus for every play. And then execution, how did you execute the play? And again, you know, coaches are going to be real strict on how you do that, but we want to look for the best, I mean, you know, the best execution. I mean, if you fall step, guys are going to get, you know, as a linebacker, you're going to get minuses. Um, you know, for a quarterback, you read the wrong guy or, you, you know, you go to the wrong progression, you're going to get a minus. So, you know, it's just kind of each position coach is evaluating his guys and giving them a plus minus and then add them up, do a little, you know, do a little percentage 
uh, grade there, and, and that's what we come up with. And like a Callaway in golf. But, but if you're in the 90s, that's really good. If you're in the 90s, it's really good. I mean, we, you know, the kids aren't going to be perfect out there. They're going to have, we hope assignment-wise, they're 100%. But when we talk grades, the grades we're talking about is execution. Did you, did you get the guy you were supposed to block? Did you, did you blitz the right gap and, and make something happen? You have a category, unsung heroes, and these are the guys that might not get on a, at a particular play uh, recognition, but it's absolutely essential as a team game to participate and contribute in those ways. No question about it. Those are those guys that maybe you know weren't the player of the game, but you know deserve some type of recognition. And special teams, you know, a guy that's always unsung really is Cal Adamitis, who you know is that guy that's you know bent over, getting whacked in the head every snap, uh, covers the punts, had a great you know great tackle on the punt one time. Um, and, uh, and again, just, you know, graded out, I think 89% as well, uh, with his snap. So he's on target defensively, Cam Bright, you know, that 79 yard, you know, return. I mean, he could have fallen out in the end zone. You know, that would have been a bummer. Uh, we talk about city fumbles and country fumbles. City is when you're in the city and there's a lot of guys around you, you fall on the ball when it's a country fumble. It means you got a lot of space around you. You scoop and score. And he went 79 yards. Uh, the guys busted him in locker about not being able to take it the rest of the way and get a defensive <laughs> score. Um, but it looked like he got a little gassed out there. So well, it seemed like everybody on the sidelines was pretty happy he got that far. Yeah, we were glad he got that far. <laughs> he was humping and looking behind him. For, for those that don't know, if they score, the Yellow Jackets tie the game at that point if they get the extra point. As that's a critical flip. And so for him to pick it up after Kylan Johnson knocked the ball loose, it came loose on like the two, and rolls to the one, Cam picks it up and scoots all the way down. But he didn't get it in the end zone. He didn't get it in the end zone. So, uh, but he had a, you know outstanding day, and so did Jay Stalker. As we talked, he replaced Demar, you know, an injured uh, Demar Hamlin, and and came in, and you know, Demar coached him up all week, and Jay was out there to you know to get it done, and we were we were happy with the way he performed. Um, and then offensively, Vince Davis with his 16 carries and 67 yards. I think he had 60 at least on that one play, 62. Uh, and scored, and then Chucky Jacques Louise. Now I don't say it as well as you do. Say, say it for me one more time. Chucky Jacques Louis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say it as good as you, but Chucky uh, had three receptions, 38 yards. He's gonna, he's continued to get better. He's healthy right now. He was injured during camp most of the time, and we've got him healthy, and and we hope he has a big day Thursday night. And let's give our Rock guys uh, some love too. You have a defensive attack force players of the week. Yeah, those are the guys that are productive week in and week out. And Paris Ford, again, six tackles, another interception. Um, and Salim Brightwell. And Salim Brightwell, seven tackles in a TFL. But Salim is is playing at a high level right now. That guy is jacked up. I mean, you should hear him in the locker room. Uh, he's become a leader for us as the season's gone on. And uh, I'm excited about really what he's done. And, and probably one of Salim's best plays is the first play of the game. He's got two blockers on him. They run a quarterback draw, which they haven't run much of. Ran a quarterback draw out of a two-by-two two detached He's got two blockers and still made the tackle for an eight-yard gain, which it could have been an 88-yard gain. Um, so that was one of his best plays. Uh, That's the kind of things you pick up on film and you go, you did a really good job on this. No question, because there was nobody else in sight just based on what they did. So uh, we'll clean that up for this week. And then our Rocks players of the week, again, the guys that uh, you know get it done. And I've talked today just in our team meeting about how important those guys are again. And, uh, and they better have a role. And they better be doing their job during practice or, you know, or we don't need them. You know, we'll send them on their way. They can go to class all day while we practice. But uh, special teams, Nate Temple, uh, one of our true freshmen from uh, South Carolina, did a nice job. Defensively, Cam O'Neill, receiver from Alabama, uh, comes around and actually did some quarterback work for us as well as receiver last week. And then offensively, Brandon George, who does a great job every week. Um, you know, middle linebacker, 
uh, from Eastern Pennsylvania that, uh, you know, is, a, again, going to be a great player for us. He's tough. He's physical. He runs down on our kickoff team right now. He's not redshirting. Uh, so he plays on the rocks during the week and plays Saturday and runs down the field. Those are the weekly awards given to the players for their performance against Georgia Tech. And when we come back, Coach's guest is senior safety from Central Catholic, Damar Hamlin. And we'll catch up with him when we return on the Pat Narduzzi Show and the Pitt Panthers Radio Network. Pat Narduzzi Show on the Pitt Panthers Radio Network. Welcome back to the Pat Narduzzi Show inside the Peterson Event Center. Pitt Studios, and this week's guest of head coach Pat Narduzzi is senior safety Damar Hamlet from Central Catholic. Damar, good to have you on the show. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. I saw you dressed but not able to participate. I guess you could have. Fortunately, it didn't get to that, so you're able to uh, get right for uh, Thursday night, right? Uh, yes, sir. I was a little banged up uh, that week. I could have played, but my coaches just decided it was uh, best to do what we've been doing that whole week in practice. So I was just there coaching guys. Up. How tough, though, is it to just stand there when you want to participate so bad, especially with your buddy Paris Ford back there? Yeah, it, it was it was definitely hard. Um, just seeing plays out there that I know I can make, that I know I could do, uh, that was the hardest part. You and Paris Ford talked about how special it is for the two of you to have an opportunity to play together. Uh, some of the fans are unaware why that is. you want to explain the special bond that you have with Paris Ford? Uh, yeah, we, we go back to basically beginning of high school, early middle school summer. Um, we both lost a friend uh, that we were connected to in each way. And um, we met there. He ended up going to Central for a year. Uh, we were cool there. And it's just been a thing ever since. Pretty extraordinary for two friends who met over tragedy and have bonded like you two to represent the University of Pittsburgh on the defense the way you do. Yes, sir. We enjoy literally every practice, every meeting. Wish I could have had more time with him on the field, but we enjoy every bit of it. Well, Coach, I, I think Paris, though, may be a little more vocal than DeMar. Not on the field. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe off the field. But on the field, this guy's the, the communicator. He's the, he's the captain out there. And, uh, you know, next year will be interesting with Paris and without him out there. Uh, we may bring him back every Saturday to yell from the sideline. <laughs> But uh, he's been outstanding. Explain to the fans what your job is as a safety. So what's the difference between a free safety and then you have the strong safety? Um, my job is basically I'm, I'm the Kenny Pickett of, of our defense, you know, um, recognizing formation sets down in distance and um, just seeing the calls from the sideline and getting the adjustments to whatever formation they come into everybody on the field. And so you're the guy they're looking to to get the signal comes in and I know you got pictures of different things on the sidelines. It's we don't have your picture up there yet. We have to get you up there. <laughs> let's get his up there. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Sam Howell, the quarterback that you'll be facing, a true freshman, and he's had a terrific year. 26 touchdown passes, tied for seventh in the country, and only four behind Mitch Trubisky. Uh, so this, this kid's playing well, but he's young. So how do you look at playing against a young quarterback and – and maybe getting him to do some things that he's with that rush up don't front. Say too much, Demar. Don't, don't give. Him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, young guy, um, real talented though. But just make everything look the same. See, see how he listened to coach right there. He was <laughs> he about to answer and give this great explanation. He's basically saying disguise wise, we got to try to trick him that way. We yeah, for sure. On a line of scrimmage, right? 
Exactly. And uh, I know that Coach's defense, and by the way, your, your defense is so much fun to watch. Just as a fan, you know, standing there on the sidelines, uh, you get a sense of how fast you guys are moving, your front line getting to the quarterback, making the quarterback uncomfortable, getting rid of the ball when he's not ready to do that. But you're asked in the backfield, defensive backfield, to do a lot too. I mean, you have a lot of responsibility back there. Oh, uh, yeah. It, well, it is fun playing on the defense. We have fun every day. I wish uh, all the fans could just come watch our practice. But, uh, like, the energy comes from the, the defensive backfield, and it just stems down to the linebackers and D-line. And it's just fun every day just going to work with people who are on the same page as you, and they, they love you just as much as you love them. It seems like you really have an unusually strong bond. You really do, especially the defense. I mean, as a team overall, yes, but this defense is special. Thank you. Would you agree with that? I would agree. I, I definitely would. Well, if Paris, if you're very vocal on the field, and I hear Paris, uh, Amir Watts, he's kind of quiet. Uh, he's definitely the opposite <laughs> of that. <laughs> Between Paris and Amir, I don't know who cracks more jokes throughout the, throughout the team. You guys play loose, you play fast, and uh, you've been really exciting to watch. So congratulations so far. You still have miles to go. The next game up on Thursday, we'll talk a little bit more about North Carolina and get some questions a little off the football subject for a moment when we come back. You ready for that? Yes, sir. Damar Hamlin on the Pat Narduzzi Show on the Pitt Panthers Radio Network. The Pitt Panthers Radio Network. Welcome back to the Pat Narduzzi Show. Larry Richard with head coach Pat Narduzzi and coach's guest, safety Damar Hamlin, the senior. Uh, I know your focus is on Thursday, but I want to get into a little bit more of your personal. You're a local guy from McKees Rocks, went to Central Catholic. Uh, by the way, in case you didn't know, your high school's facing Pine Richland for the WPIAL championship uh-huh. in Heinz Field Saturday night. I'm going to guess... You feel pretty confident about Terry Totten's Vikings. Uh, yes, definitely confident. Uh, I know how, what energy they're going to bring, how they're going to come out. It's going to be hard-nosed football, so Patterson better be ready. And you're a communications major, but you're going to put that career off for a while because you're going to follow your uh, passion for football, right? Uh, as long as I can. Um, but I'll definitely probably go into business as well. Well, you keep doing what you're doing. You'll be playing on Sundays. Don't worry about that. That'll all take care of itself. Uh, you're facing the North Carolina Tar Heels. Uh, they're a very talented team, as Coach says. So you have your work cut out for you. What's the, in, in general, what's your mission Thursday night? Uh, for me, keep it the same. Keep doing what we've been doing. Uh, just try to keep get, getting better at small stuff that we see from the last game. But as far as personnel, it ain't, we just playing football. How nice is it to be a hometown guy playing for the University of Pittsburgh and have family and friends accessible to enjoy your career? Uh, it's a dream come true. Just on those Thursdays, trying to get tickets in for everybody. It's like it's racing back and forth, trying to get tickets from other teammates to be able to get enough from my family. So um, it's, it's just a dream come true, something that everybody don't get to experience for sure. It's funny you say that because I've heard other players say, even pros who are going to playoff games at Super Bowls, their, their biggest anxiety is lining up all the tickets for family and friends. Yeah, at the next level, that'll be, a, that'll be an issue. Yeah. Because I think they charge you for every ticket, so you're not yes, getting those tickets. You yes, can't get them from do. your teammates. So. Don't worry. If you get to a, that point, you get somebody to handle it. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Kale Berger, who 
works with us on the broadcast, asked 10 questions. By the way, this pregame is going to be Patrick Jones the second. Um, so we'll ask you a couple of these. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? Um, um, it's hard to think on the spot. If I had more time to think, I definitely would probably have like a, a the perfect line. But, you know, just something that I can think of off my head is just be where your feet are. Uh, a lot of people get caught up in thinking like on the past or too far ahead when all you, all you really have is the moment. That's a good mindset for a safety. Wouldn't you agree, Coach? No doubt about it, <laughs> especially for a college student, too. If you were yeah. stranded on a desert island, which two teammates would you want with you and why? Um, I'm taking my boys. I'm taking, I'm taking Paris and I'm taking Bryson. Hey, you know you're stranded. <laughs> yeah, I mean, somebody's got to help you a little bit. Bryson, Bryson got an old soul, so Bryson can, he can probably think on something his mom taught him. And Paris is going <laughs> to keep us, keep us, uh, keep us up. <laughs> Which of your teammates is most likely to become famous in something other than football? Um, I would say me, honestly. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I got a lot of business plans I want to do. I got like a little brand I'm creating, Chase M's. Clothing line yeah. down the road? Trying, right. to, trying to get into that. So. Promote it a little bit. Go ahead and promote it. Trying to get into that, just like a little clothing line, and it'll be more, more than that. All right, we'll follow you. For sure. We'll follow you. you. Get your T-shirt yet? No. He's got Chase and M T-shirts already. All right. I'll give you. One. I'm in. Uh, three artists on your Spotify. Who? Or three of your favorite artists that Coach and I are probably unlikely to know. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely unlikely to know. <laughs> um, I like NBA Young Boy, um, Wapo Lennon, and uh, Scarlo for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Siri answered that question instead. <laughs> Damar, thank you for being here. Good luck Thursday night against the Tar Heels. Thank you. Appreciate You're going to have a great rest of the season, and I uh, appreciate the time. Thank you. Siri, <laughs> that you believe that. When we come back, Pat Bostick with the X's and O's of facing Carolina. You're listening to the Pat Narduzzi Show on the Pitt Panthers Radio Network. He gets the snap. He wants to run. He's down to the goal line. Ball's out. The ball came out, and the Panthers pick it up, and they're running with it. Look out. Coming up the field, 25-30, 35-40. It is Cam Bright on the run. They're still chasing him. He's at the 30, and he's knocked out of bounds inside the Georgia Tech 25-yard line. And look at the energy on that pit bench. You talk about a game-changing play. Kylan Johnson, Cam Bright combined to flip the field and save a touchdown and set up the Panthers. The voice of the... Panthers, Bill Hillgrove, and color analyst, former Pitt quarterback, and associate athletic director of Major Gifts, Pat Bostick, guest on the Pat Narduzzi show. Uh, you couldn't contain yourself, I know, Pat. <laughs> it was pretty exciting. Well, it was play. just like a, I didn't know the ball was out. He hit him, and the ball squirted into the end zone, and then just I just reacted because um, it's such a change of emotion. You got the one-yard line to going back the other way, 79 yards. I thought he was gone. They tell Cam Bright having this great speed. He got he yeah. got hawked down. Paris couldn't catch up and block somebody either. I mean, that guy number eight, that quarterback uh, Oliver, or I guess you know, Bias Oliver, ex-quarterback, yeah. uh, you know, wide receiver Scott. It's a huge play, huge hit too by Kylan. Big play. Well, I mean, if you had to pick one play in that game, that was it in terms of being a definitive moment uh, for the team because you know came out of the locker room at halftime. Third quarters have been a challenge, Coach, and I know you've, you've talked about that with the players. I hear the players talking amongst themselves saying, you know, it's on us, guys. 
for, for some reason, you still, as a team, haven't put the full four quarters together. Yet, you're getting the W's, so. Yeah, we're saving it. I mean, we're saving it. Okay. You know? um, but uh, it'll come. I mean, you, you can't press it too often. Um, you know, our guys are who they are, and, you know, you don't know what the reason for it is. So you can sit there and search and search as a coach. Um, but it'll, it'll come. Let's just get the W. You guys have played some good offenses this year, but watching Sam Howell in this offense, you think this is the best offense you've seen in, in several weeks? You know, it's the best quarterback we've seen, you know, at least one of the top three we've seen this season. Uh, you know, he's, he's, you know, doesn't make bad decisions. They throw a lot of RPOs. It's a lot of, I'm throwing it to that guy. He's very accurate. That's the thing is he'll put the ball in the money, you know, deep or, you know, uh, in the short game. So we, we've got to be on our, you know, on our toes and, and we got to be good in coverage. I guarantee you, it's going to be a it's going to be a ball game. Sam Howe is that true freshman quarterback for the Tar Heels. Coach, is it a case where he comes in? He's naturally talented, but it's almost like he hasn't gotten overloaded with, you know, the preparation part. He's playing, and he he doesn't realize yet what he doesn't know. Right. There's no question about it. And again, they keep it pretty simple. You're going to see, you know, probably eight formations on Thursday night unless they put some more stuff in. Um, but they're very detailed in what they do. And, and, again, I think some of the best offenses are out there that don't try to do too much. They do enough that, you know, that, that Hal can really execute the offense and, and feels comfortable in what they're doing. He's got some excellent wide receivers, too. Newsom, Brown, what, what kind of challenge do they pose outside? Well, they got good speed. Um, you know, I, I think they got a couple 4-4 guys. So besides, you know, facing one of the top quarterbacks, you know, we faced, you know, the receivers are a challenge. And, like you said, Brown and Carter are, are, are probably 4-4 guys that can run. Uh, we'll have to keep our corners fresh, and, and, uh, and we'll have to play with good eye control. Something that's very unusual is to have the middle linebacker who used to be their quarterback. How does yes. that happen? Yeah. You know what? Uh, you know, I think he got moved even before Mac Brown got there. Um, he, he used to give it to the other team, I think, at quarterback. But he's got 90-some tackles. He's, he's aggressive on defense. You know, that guy... Uh, probably made himself some money by making that switch from offense, you know, from quarterback to defense. And uh, he's one of the top players on defense. Yeah, has been a linebacker, uh, five sacks. He leads the team there, too. Brother's a heck of a receiver for uh, Wake Forest, too. Runs in the family. The Mac Brown, is is there a philosophy when a new head coach comes in that, that, that you kind of key? I mean, where do you go to look at past performance when you have some of the players there with a previous coach and now you get a new head coach in there right there's not as much continuity of what f- to study yeah you don't have a you know three or four you know year study on like we had on uh, Larry Fedora um, but you know it, you've got this year and that's all you can base it on you're not going to go back and watch Texas tape and watch what you know what uh, Mac Brown did on fourth and two at his own 35 yard line is he going to fake a punt what's he going to do you know you can't you know you can't go back that far um, but he relies heavily on his coordinators um, and he's going to be the guy making decisions whether it's you know going for two point conversion or not, and some of those critical um, decisions that need to be made during the game. We'll talk more with Pat Bostic and head coach Pat Narduzzi when we return on the Pat Narduzzi Show on the Pit Panthers Radio Network. It's the Pat Narduzzi Show on the Pit Panthers Radio Network. Dodges a man at the forty-five. Foot race to the fifty, to the forty-five, the thirty. He's to the twenty-five, the twenty. 15-10, touchdown Vincent Davis, longest run of the year. This one goes 61 yards for the Panther touchdown. Vincent Davis from the Wildcat, touchdown Panthers at Georgia Tech. You're listening to the Pat Narduzzi Show with Pat Bostic, the color analyst for the games. Looking forward to this 
Thursday night against the Tar Heels. Talk about the Wildcat. That had had to get you guys uh, lit up on the sidelines to see once Vincent Davis had the chance and really broke free and took it to the house. You know what? I didn't get to really see it. I mean, that's the sad part on game day. I was over coaching the defense up. I turn around, and he's gone. So uh, I got you. You weren't coaching him up very day. long. No, it wasn't. I think it was a first down, right? P and yeah, 10. It was, it was a P and 10. P and 10, 10 coming out of a timeout. Yep. You know, I was over, you know, trying to make some defensive adjustment. And I turn around, I'm like, hey, I'm a sh- I should stay over by the defensive bench more often. You could tell once he, once he got through the line that uh, nobody was going to catch him. He's really fast. Did you see Taysier Mack yep. catch him? Yeah. Taysier Mack was going. It was good to see him. He, was, he opened up, showed his speed there. There'll be some, you know, some people watch that. NFL scouts go, ooh, look at that guy go. Seven offensive linemen on the field, two for that play, four tackles. Yeah. Coach Borb said that was the first time ever he's had four tackles in the game. That may have been the first time. He's coached time. for a long time, as you know. You know what? I'll have to show the two of you at some point. They, someone brought this old film from Georgia Tech and Pitt. was 100 years old. And they do this thing where they jump. Right before the play snapped. Like a team shift? Yeah, like a team shift. The whole yeah. line on offense jumps over, and then they snap the ball. I said, i got to show this to Coach. And some smart aleck said, was Larry Richard patrolling the sidelines? <laughs> it was 100 years old, okay? i got to get a copy of that. Maybe we'll put that in next week. <laughs> hey, you never kind of, kind of fun Board to watch. Like it. would love it. So an opportunity. Uh, it, how big a factor is it when, when you play at home? I know it's a night game an off night but you're still home you're comfortable at Heinz Field try to make the other team as uncomfortable as possible I think the weather might be uncomfortable so that'll be a you know positive for the Panthers uh, but it's always it's great to be home in front of our crowd our kids are comfortable staying downtown Pittsburgh you know at the West and you know it's just that's what our guys do you know we'll go to uh, a movie anytime we have a night game we'll go to a movie the night before so our guys will can I recommend that. one yeah what do you got Midway the new seriously it's a blockbuster I know it's like a what's it about lesson. It's about after the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor, they had another plan. Not going to happen. No. What are you, you going to see? NBA young boy. That's what these guys. We're not seeing that either. <laughs> but, you know, if Chris LaSalle is listening, he'll be mad because I'll come in and say, hey, what about Midway? We've already got a book for another movie right now. <laughs> I'll tell you what it is. Uh, all right. Anytime I change my mind, LaSalle's like, oh, well, let me see what I can do. Well, you got to take a look. It's very, it's an outstanding film. I'll it's check out the trailer story. tonight. I'll check out check the trailer. Check out the trailer midway. That's what we got. Uh, by the way, Chris LaSalle, I understand why he is so good at what he does. His father was a Marine. So we want to wow. salute our veterans on Veterans Day to the men and women who serve us and their families who sacrifice. Always appreciate it. And I appreciate that the university recognizes them every game at Heinz Field. And they'll do that uh, Thursday night. Any final questions for Coach Pat. No, I think well, Pat, he, he's all questioned now. I'm saving him for game day. Everybody out there I do want to ask you this. I want to ask you okay, this. Okay, I knew it was some. You guys are throwing the ball more this year. We are? Second in the league in time of possession. How's that happen? How's that happen? And 2016, one of the most prolific offenses in this university's history. Probably the most. EJ, the most, correct? But no time of possession. How do you balance that as a coach? Because I know time of possession plays into defense in terms of rest and Sideline time. That's a great question, Pat. Yeah. Well, we've talked about it. I mean, it's it's uh, you score quick. I mean, he's over there. I'm coach. shocked every week, Pat, when we have the time possession. I'm like, how did we? You know, we threw the ball that many times. How are we winning the time possession? But it's it's all those short throws. It's like a running game. I mean, yeah. They're throwing you know quick you know bubbles and screens, which are like runs. People don't count them as runs. You know, our offense does count some of those screens as runs. I mean, it's 
uh, RPOs, whatever it may be, you know, run pass option. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that's what it, what it is. And the other thing is we don't have the explosives. I mean, we're inching our way down the field. It's like, you know, it's like clockwork. 61-yard touchdown. Three passes to get 10 yards, and then we get another first down, and, and that's why we stalled out at times. We've got to be more explosive, and I think, you know, the explosion has got to happen soon. But the time possession, how important is that for your defense? They're playing these up-tempo teams when there's so many plays. There's no question. Again, we haven't faced too many up-tempos like Syracuse and UCF. That's the only two up-tempos uh, that I can really think of. You know, North Carolina's going to come in. There'll be a slow tempo. There'll be no huddle, but they're going to line up and, and slow down. Yeah. I think that's the important thing. But, you know, time possession is critical for any, you know, great defense, I think. I think, you know, anytime you can control the, the clock. Uh, and, again, our defense has also done a great job of getting three and outs. I bet you the last five games our goal is to have five three and outs a game. Our defense is getting off the field. I bet you we've gotten that goal the last five games. So we're also getting the ball uh, back. We're not letting big, long drives be sustained. Now, we also get the ball, you know, probably on our own 40-yard line a lot of times, it seems like. But, uh, you know. But, but you got a splash play on offense with that long run. That was great. A significant play because it's a scoring play. Uh, let's talk about Kenny Pickett's progress through the season now that you've had, you know, you entered the fourth quarter of the season now. Yeah, I mean, Kenny, you know, again, I think for a quarterback, and, and Pat can probably speak uh, better than I. Uh, you know, every week's a different week. I mean, just because you played well last week against their coverage and, and their defense, there's so much preparation, and that defenses change on you. You know, what you saw during practice during the week wasn't necessarily the same, and, and of course, our Rocks try to give us a good look, but, you know, we don't have all the answers as far as what coverages they're going to come up to stop our passing game. And I think those are the critical things. So, you know, quarterbacks are evaluated week to week, you know, just like every position, but I think they've got the hardest job on the, on the field, and I think Pat can... It's not easy to that. It's not easy. I mean, I mean, you're getting hit. You're getting all these things. He's done a good job. You know, the turnovers have been the problem the, the last couple of weeks. Got to eliminate those because you know you have a great defense on the other side. But that's the thing too: the explosives. The longest run, 61 yards by 56 yards. Yeah, that was a long, five-yard touchdown run. Was the longest touchdown run they had all year. So it's tough to go down the field 12, 15 plays and score points. You got to have those big ones. We're well, still trying to get you know the run game going, but uh, you have been. Winning the time of possession and uh, being effective, throwing the short passes and moving the chains. So we'll see what happens Thursday night. Pat Bostic, I'll look forward to uh, working with you. I'll be doing the play-by-play. Bill Hillgrove will be with the Steelers in Cleveland on Thursday night, and uh, we'll have some fun, partner. Looking forward to it, Larry. A final word with Coach Pat Narduzzi when we return on the Pitt Panthers Radio Network. On the Pitt Panthers Radio Network. Pat Narduzzi's show brought to you by Dollar Energy Fund. Larry Richard with Coach Pat Narduzzi. A final chance to uh, put the notes on for our fans as you get ready to face the North Carolina Tar Heels. They are four and five, three and three in the ACC. Of course, six and three for the Panthers. Three and two. Coastal's very tight. Coach, it's been exciting for fans because it's up for grabs. It is up for grabs, and you know, worried about one game. Worried about that North Carolina game and. And, uh, you know, I went back and watched last year's game. I wish I hadn't. Um, you know, I look back and, you know, I watched our defense, you know, first, and we did not execute a year ago. It did not look like a Pitt Panther defense that we've seen all year. So that'll be the difference is, is what our defense does Saturday. Our offense has got to be explosive, and, um, you know, the, the coast will be up for grabs, but we got to take care of our business. And if you'd like to watch Pitt Beyond the Script, Episode 12 will air Thursday on AT&T Sportsnet. 
And the times will be 6 o'clock Friday at 3.30 in an encore performance again Saturday at 10. Plus, the Pat Narduzzi radio show will air Thursday at 6.30, which is perfect because that will be right before kickoff at 8.02 at Heinz Field. I want to thank Amanda Soleil, producing here at the Pitt Studios and back at the mothership, Kale Berger, and look forward to his contributions in our pregame show. And before we go, Coach, you always pick an honorary captain. This is a more recent player in Dennis Briggs, a four-year starter at safety for the Panthers. Yeah, four-year starter, two-year captain. Um, you know, I asked Dennis a couple weeks ago. He was in the office and said, hey, you're going to be around. Uh, so we're, we're excited to get him back. You know, we bring back some old people. We bring back some younger people. And uh, Dennis is a guy that our kids love. Um, you know, when he walks in the building, he'd been in the hotel for some business stuff. Because obviously he's working down uh, downtown with PNC Bank, and he'd come in and everybody's hugging Dennis. So they just love Dennis. Uh, you know, he brings a, a different feel to our football team. Anytime you're a four-year starter at this level, you can play the game. And now he's in the financial world too. But I can tell you, Coach, uh, all of your captains take it as a high honor to be that honorary captain for any game. So good luck against the Tar Heels Thursday night at Heinz Field. Thanks, Larry. Hail to Pitt. We'll be on the air at 6 o'clock with a pregame show.